there. This is the Seattle Hockey Mom Podcast, and I'm Holly. I'm coming to you live from Seattle. I'm doing this because I love creative projects and trying out new media platforms. I'm talking on this podcast, sharing my love of hockey, and hoping to connect with other sports fans who want to improve their hockey IQs. So I wanted to let you guys know, in case uh, you weren't already aware, that there's uh, breaking news going on in the last couple of weeks related to um, bullying and hazing uh, in the sports world and abuse. Um, one of the stories that I want to make sure you don't miss is um, Daniel Carcio speaking out. He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion winner. Um, who played with the Chicago Blackhawks and I don't know what other teams, but anyways, the abuse that happened to him was in the OHL and he came out on Hockey Night in Canada podcast um, and and repeatedly, actually, he's been speaking, um, talking about the hazing that happened to him and in the same period of time, well, he was responding to being triggered from the St. Michael's um, College School in Toronto um, sexual assault stories that have broken in the last two weeks. So let me back up. That's kind of the big picture. Let me back up and break down for you what happened. And hopefully if uh, Seattle gets an NHL team and hockey culture keeps growing here, hopefully we can be part of the new way of doing things Um some folks say, particularly at the OHL, where they're defending themselves, that things have progressed and there are systems in place where this is no longer part of the culture. I, I don't know about that. I, I think it might have been Daniel Carcio or someone else who said, you know, is what's the connection between that that PDF on page three of the OHL website and what happens on um the the bus going to a game like how, how who's enforcing that who's watching how does that system work and I, I don't really I've seen in my own time even in minor hockey that it's the connection between what happens in the on the bench and in the dressing room and then what what's listed on the the association website is a pretty long bridge uh, between those two realities anyways so a couple of weeks ago, it came to the attention of the administrators at an all-boys uh, Catholic private school in Toronto, in Canada, that some videos were being circulated on social media, that um, two videos in particular that um, depicted gang sexual assault. Um, one of them... And one of them was, um, my understanding, these are all young teenagers, and actually it's hard to talk about and upsetting, but um, the school president um, at first, in the first day, didn't call the police. He decided that they would handle this internally, and he... Um, and the, a, a, a day later, the police did come and 
at least five teenagers were arrested. They've been released, meanwhile, for fines of like $7,000, $6,000, but they're, um, they're not allowed to return to the school, in my understanding, and they are only allowed to use social media with direct and constant supervision. Um, and there are other penalties. So the the school, the board of directors at the school is was unanimously and is unanimously supportive of the the president and um of the school but anyways he has stepped down now um long story short this is all about the culture of hazing daniel carcillo the nhl player who spoke out doesn't want it to be called hazing he wants it to be called abuse because there's some hazing behaviors that are harmless, like, you know, maybe shaving someone's head or them singing a funny song or something. There's some, you know, there's some lighthearted stuff that doesn't do damage, but it sounds like there's a lot of stories coming out where young children are being damaged to the point of wanting to commit suicide, feeling troubled for years and years and years, bottling up things, burying things. And he says the danger is in when you have a single-minded goal like making the NHL and you're willing to do anything for it. And parents don't know this is going on. And he thinks parents should know this is going on because parents are wanting to support their kids' dreams. And they, you know, kids in hockey in particular, in the culture, there's you leave home often at an early age to go to a school or a billeting situation. Anyways, supervision is low um, from parents. And and boys lose their sense of what's right and wrong. Um, Daniel Carcillo particularly described a situation where um, in one scene a boy was tied down to a table uh, naked and being whipped and, and then the coach was called into the room and he also took the belt and he he whipped the kid but i mean not hard in the case of the coach but it still sent the message to the kid that there was no one to turn to it still sent the message to the rookies that there's no one to turn to anyways these are hard topics to talk about and and they're so hard that um it's relatively rare to have someone take the position of talking about this stuff and so in the in this recent case um the culture the super sort of masculine um what happens in the change room stays in the change room kind of culture is still strong and in fact daniel carcillo and these others that are speaking up one's called uh dave chinichi i don't know how the last name goes exactly but anyways they're actually getting um there's a backlash against they're speaking out and um some people are rolling their eyes particularly because they had invoked that it was similar to their own me too movement and um you know um people are criticizing them for speaking out people are condemning them some people not everyone but there's um a pretty big backlash so I just want to say my support speak my support um I think there 
is a beautiful game at the heart of all this is the game of hockey and sometimes it just feels like if all the parents and adults could just leave and put the kids on the ice and let them play this wonderful sport um that would be great that without any adults watching while they play just let the kids have their fun but then you know but then when it comes to locker rooms and buses and dressing rooms and everything there needs to be um full adult involvement and supervision i mean i don't know how the beautiful game of hockey uh, can be tied to such a disgusting culture and that's what daniel carcio called it disgusting culture and and um you know he's obviously a guy who's been pretty tormented by this stuff and uh he's not the only one uh, another boy i think his name was F- steve fraser Anyways, and he came back, he was a a St. Michael's um, ball player, and he came back to an alumni event, and there's an an article about this, a journalism article about this, and he came back and, and was speaking up for the resignation of the president of the school, and, um, and he also, uh, you know, was just calling for the hazing culture to and the mod uh what did he call it like a a toxic culture of masculinity and so obviously not being a man myself you know I'm probably an indirect speaker to the culture of masculinity but I think this it's not bad to invoke the me too movement because this is the flip side of it I mean if if the women are coming forward to saying they're uh victims in the me too movement some of these women you know, there's there's men who are victims of this um, culture of uh, just imbalance of power and and um, entitlement and um, and there and and violence, and so hopefully, you know, in in Seattle with our team coming, we can. Um... Sorry, I got cut off there. Anyways, yes, a new type of hockey culture is possible. Um, Daniel Carcillo at the end of his CBC Hockey Canada podcast uh, said that he believed that there is the possibility of a hockey um, culture without hazing. Instinctively, I feel like part of the brightest light in the hockey culture right now is women's hockey. It just seems more pure right now and there's seems to be more joy in it in a lot of places when I look around me and I am enjoying being part of the amplification of the reality of women's hockey telling people what's happening is what I mean by amplification and how exciting it is um part of the reason maybe hazing hasn't been as strong in women's hockey and and I'm about to by the way I should note that I'm about to read an article that is entitled something along the lines of hazing is just as bad in women's hockey so I'm gonna just acknowledge right right off the bat that there is some debate and maybe you know I haven't heard the stories yet but since the woman up to now up to recently the last few years haven't had the um opportunity to play at a, a professional level um they there hasn't been that same unwavering goal like that that I was talking about earlier in the episode where you have like you're fixated on one goal and you're willing to do anything to meet it and and that's something that's developed over decades and decades in men's hockey and um, there just really isn't a similar type of structure in women's hockey um, 
So hopefully we'll nip that in the bud now that there is professional women's hockey. We'll nip it in the bud and there won't be a, a strong rookie hazing culture anyways. So in in my own work to try and be a voice in hockey, I'm going to keep highlighting what's happening in women's hockey. I think there's some real positivity there. And um, also to speak out for, you know, safety of these teenager boys. Um, I did myself, I did the Safe Sport online um, certificate this year so that I could be a locker room monitor. And I definitely did not know before and I learned now that any suspicion of um, assault or abuse against a child has to be reported immediately. And my understanding is that there's there's reporting to the association and then there's reporting to the police. And I think any... Oh, it's it's really hard to figure out the nuances, but I think that any suspicion of any kind of contact with a kid for sure has to be reported to the police immediately and not to the association. And that's just even suspicion, even if it's like a secondhand story or something like that. So no delay there. Don't be confused about that. And you, um, you can be anonymous and reporting it. And, um, you, um, what else? You don't need to be certain. You don't need to go back and interview the involved parties or volunteers or whatever and try and get the details. You, you're not like, it's not like you're accusing them and, and you have to have done all the research and all the investigation. That's really the authorities who will figure out those details. But anyways, good luck with that. If that happens to you, my God troubled waters I'm telling you but it has to be first priority protecting the kids anyways um that's a heavy story I'm gonna move on to I have this little nugget of something really good that happened and so and it's kind of more lighthearted. and I'll move on to it just to leave you with that speaking of women's hockey um the Boston Pride finally beat the unbeatable Minnesota Whitecaps so that just happened um, and I'm eager to go and look at for footage of that game. Anyways, um, I, how do I close out a session like that? Go in and find the details and, and get informed. And uh, let's all get ready to uh, to change this culture. Oh, I really wanted to finish off by saying sending huge love and kudos to the men who are speaking out for this. I forgot to mention when I was reading these stories about these guys, um, these um, hockey players who are speaking up, that I was so impressed by the emotional awareness they have, by the healing they've done. They they spoke, um, Daniel Carcillo spoke a lot about the, the therapy that he's gotten and will keep to seek in it. And he also spoke about the importance of his vulnerability and coming from a place of vulnerability, I was just deeply moved and impressed by him, you know, like life changing impressed. And I think he's heroic. And I just want to make sure that um, people can cons- consider the heroic action that men like this are taking to protect children. And I'm just deeply, deeply grateful for that. And I hope everyone would see him as a role model.
Well, that's it for another short and sweet episode of the Seattle Hockey Mom podcast. I'm keeping it super real and personal, so I think there isn't a more fun and accessible way to relax and learn about pro hockey, minor hockey, women's hockey, and life in Seattle, Washington. You can find me on Twitter at S-E-A, those are all capitalized, and then Hockey Mom, just spell it out with a capital H and capital M. And you can find me on Instagram at, this is all lowercase, S-T-L underscore H-K-Y underscore M-O-M. Thank you for joining me and bye until next time.